Hey everybody, uh, welcome back to another episode of Parenting Today and another segment of Thursday's Thoughts. Kurt, you've got a thought for us, isn't that right? And just Yeah, guess, sure, this is where we ask each other unscripted questions. Yes, that's right? what I was going to say. Just since it's been a while, we, we haven't explained the Thursday's Thoughts. This is right? where John and I ask each other questions we don't tell each other beforehand, and I did not tell him beforehand what the, this question is going to be. John... Give me your top two, three, even one. Give me your top uh, brushes with fame. Tell me sometime. <laughs> tell me a time when you met someone and you were like, "Hey, wait, that's someone famous." Um, hmm. So, okay. Um, I guess only two are coming to mind, but I did other than me- this podcast, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, anytime you you answer the call on Skype, it's like, wow, I'm really talking to him. Um. So Adam Duritz, do you know who that is? Uh, tell us who he is. Uh, I was curious if you knew off the top of your Okay, the lead singer of uh, Counting Crows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that was pretty cool getting to meet him. Where, and where did you meet him? <laughs> so this was a, a Southern Miss football game because they were playing Cal, and that's when uh, a Cal they were number four maybe, and mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback that year, and. Um, it, there was a lot of hype because of craziness. They were supposed to play earlier in the season, but then Hurricane Katrina hit, and mm. you know, that game was canceled and was put later in the season. And so Cal had an awesome year, and um, you know one of the top uh, teams in the country. Well, Adam Duritz went to Cal, and uh, he was there on the sidelines. And uh, anyway, afterwards, some people were kind of talking. He was there and got to go up and talk to him and. Uh, I'm a Counting Crows fan, even to this day, I am. So that was really cool. Um, You can judge me. Uh, I can already see a smirk. All sorts of jokes are just going through that brain of yours, Kurt. Mm -hmm. Um, The other is, uh, have you ever watched? I was just going to ask who won the game. Uh, Cal did, of course. Yeah. It was a close one, but I think... I think they uh, Southern Miss knocked them out of the bigger bowl. I can't even remember, honestly, because I'm uh, not a... So I guess it was a long December for them. <laughs> that was good. Thank That's you. a good track. It was. Um, okay, the other one, uh, Trip and Tyler. Have you ever watched those videos? I haven't. Oh, do you know Trip and Tyler at all? I don't. Really? I know many people named Trip and Tyler, but I don't think I know who you're talking about. Okay. They're Are we talking about actual famous people now, John? <laughs> Not like, this is semi. Yeah. This is semi famous. So okay. Obviously not that famous because uh, Kurt hasn't heard of him. Um, well, you know, no, the, the, did you ever see the video? It, it's entitled "Shoot Christians Say" or uh, "Stuff yeah. Christian." Okay, that's those guys. So they've got a yeah, lot of those videos. guys are not famous. Well, right. well, well, I mean, <laughs> the video <laughs> like uh, conference call in real life. Did you ever see that one? No. Oh man, you should watch that. It's really funny. Uh, um, I'm that real. Sorry, I should have been more clear. <laughs> Great first answer. You could have just stopped there if that's number two. If number I, two is two people who no one have ever, like, no one's heard of. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and name drop Michael Hall on this one because he likes them a lot, and we've had the conversation. So he's he's known. <laughs> so so if, 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 if Michael Hall knows them, then they're famous, okay? Anyway, let's say semi-famous, all right? And uh, I was just walking in Seaside, and I'm like, hey, it's Trip Crosby. And uh, – I just said hey to him real quick. 
Um, it seemed like that's kind of John Piper. I got to meet him. I mean, that's that's pretty big, mm-hmm. I guess. Christian famous. It's a yeah, different level, yeah. but okay. But he's even known kind of out there, you know. Um, mm, yeah. <laughs> okay. What about you? Let's throw it back at you. Your your brushes with fame, Kurt. Okay. Uh, do you know who George Clinton is from the Parliament Funkadelic? In the 1970s, it was a pretty famous band. In the I 70s. actually do, but I wish I didn't, just so I could mess with yeah, you. Yeah, make fun <laughs> of it. He has he has multicolored dreads, which is how oh, yeah. a lot of people. Are. And there's also a special character on um, NBA Jam that you could unlock. So mm. there's a lot of different reasons that you might know who he is. But um, but uh, I was in a gas station. I was driving to Florida to the University of Florida. Uh, in 2001 and I was in a gas station at a urinal and I looked over mm. um, and the guy next to me in the urinal because he had multicolored dreads was George Clinton and so I waited for him after the bathroom I was like hey man are you George Clinton and he was like yeah man what's up and I was like that's awesome and we just that was it that, so <laughs> <laughs> I just Did you like shake his hand or like give him no, a hug just both been in the bathroom that's what I, I was I gonna I was hoping to I had, I had not I didn't stick around to see if he did so um you know I was just going you know <laughs> you know I was just gonna let him get his uh he was he went right into a tour bus we went into our car and I was like guys that was George Clinton so not the most famous person in the yeah. world, but someone who, uh, if you know who Dr. Dre is, Dr. Dre has a high estimation of, uh, of George Clinton. So any, any others was, there? Yeah. Just one more, which is, I didn't really meet him. I saw him, but I didn't get to meet him, but we were on a ski trip, uh, uh, a little bit after that, maybe 2003, we were on a ski trip, uh, some college friends, we drove out to Wolf Creek, Colorado, and we're in the lift line waiting to go up the mountain. A great week of skiing, like one of the most fun trips I've ever been on. And a guy that is a good friend of mine from Jackson, um, he ended up, uh, he was ahead of us in line and he started talking and we asked him who he was talking to. We saw this girl that he was talking to and, uh, it was Natalie Portman. Um, so we saw, you know, he was like, that's Natalie Portman right there. So I saw Natalie Portman ski for, you know, 10 seconds or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Queen Amidala. Be um, honest, you, you followed her around a little bit. No, nah, actually, we didn't. Um, we didn't want to be uh, stalkers. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but he got to talk to her for quite a bit. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that is cool. So, um, you know, this is, you know, and I don't know if you remember, but in 2003, like, that's right after the Star Wars, you know, the... That's in the, I don't even know if Revenge of the Sith had come out yet. So, um, so anyway, she was, there was a big deal to run into her. So that, that's just a couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Notice it's, I didn't name someone like random that no one's ever heard of, John. <laughs> <laughs> George Clinton was, is a little random. Okay. I, I wish I we mean, could poll somehow, but I wish we could poll like our listeners. And I, I bet more people have heard of Trip Crosby than George Clinton. And they shouldn't. George Clinton's a big deal, but. Still. Of our of our listeners, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm certainly true. That's a pretty small subset of the uh, <laughs> of the world. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Trip Crosby's never been an unlockable character on NBA Jam, so he can step <laughs> to George true. Clinton whenever he wants. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Okay, right. look, let's go ahead and break, and then uh, we'll get to talking about TikTok.
All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, if you tuned in on Tuesday, you know that we're talking about TikTok. And Kurt, why don't we kind of get into, as we were talking about this, we just at the break thought, okay, what's our objective with this um, you know, discussion? Uh, you know, some of it is definitely just kind of raising awareness. Um, you know, it does seem like some of TikTok was, was designed to cater to maybe a younger audience. Um, and it did seem, you know, somewhat innocent in some of the circles I was in just kind of seemed like, Oh, it's a place to kind of post little innocent videos. And so wanting to, to just raise awareness, uh, kind of the obvious, you know, pornography always seems to be the topic to discuss, but, but it is, I mean, it's absolutely everywhere as we talk about, you mm-hmm. know, plenty of times it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And so it's smart. It knows, you know, how to get on every single social media platform and subtly get on there and to have, you know, different uh, links and uh, ways of getting users into, you know, their dom- domains and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that, that's something to, to be aware of. Obviously, it's it's out there. And I've got an article I'll, I'll read a little bit more uh, in just a minute. Uh, but Kurt, what, what, what are some of, you know, why are we bringing this up? Why are we having this discussion? What are some of the ways in which you want to, uh, you know, address parents? Well, I mean, look, my advice and you can take it for what it's worth. It's free. Is that I don't think that I don't see a ton of redemptive value in TikTok. Uh, I don't see uh, a need uh, to engage in it. Um, I think it's just yet another false intimacy uh, where people are uh, encouraged to be intimate and vulnerable with the world instead of with the people who know them best. And that's pretty much the exact opposite of the way that the scriptures and just common sense teaches us to uh, behave and what's healthy for us. Uh, a lot of people, if you're a teenager and you happen to listen to this, if you're a student, you're probably going to say, well, this is, it's harmless. I like the dances or whatever. Um, and I, I don't really want to get into the argument about it. I, I would just say that I would, I would question whether it really is uplifting and good for you to put those things, uh, on a pedestal, to put them in uh, front of your eyes. Uh, you know, we want to model, uh, for our children, we want to model good use of, you know, the internet and social media. And we do that because eventually we want to be able to hand it to them and hope that they can do it too. But part of that modeling is sometimes saying, this is just not something we're going to be in. And I, I said that about Snapchat and no one listened to me. Um, and uh, all the- maybe, uh, maybe some people did, Kurt. Are you, uh, are you may, sure? A very small percentage, an ex- extremely tiny percentage of people because the social pressure was just too much, Right. And so I just came off that rant. I was known at RYM as the guy who hated Snapchat, or there people would come to my elective and they would delete Snapchat for a week, a month, a year. But the social pressure is just too much for them, right? Because that's how they text. They don't text each other. They Snapchat each other. What? And you felt like you couldn't be a part of your community and not be on Snapchat. I feel with pretty strongly that's not the case with TikTok. Um, I don't think TikTok is going to become the messaging app and the social app because it just that's not its function. And 
there's so many drawbacks. A, a foot, you know, a football coach. I heard a football football coach say one time that he loves to run the ball because when you run the ball, only one bad thing can happen or two bad things can happen. You can lose yards and you can fumble the ball because that's about the only two bad things that happen. Because when you throw the ball, he said, a lot of bad things can happen. You can throw an interception. You can get sacked and lose yardage. You can throw a ball behind the line of scrimmage and lose yardage. You can throw an incomplete pass. And it's just like all these negatives, right? There are all these, you know, negatives that come along with that. And, you know, th- this is not my argument for the wishbone <laughs> or anything like that. But, <laughs> but you know, let's just – I think it would be helpful to just lay out all the potential positives and negatives of mm-hmm. – uh, of TikTok, and I'm going to argue and, that the negatives outweigh the positives. Yeah, and uh, and Kurt, I think you hit on a lot of it there, just with the social pressure. And yeah, you know, speaking to the the parents, I mean, that's you know, I, I doubt too many students are checking out this podcast, but uh, maybe they are. But you know, parents they don't want their children to feel left out, um, and that that's that's a big deal. I mean, parents struggle with you know, you want to give your your children. Um, experiences you want them when they hear that their friends are doing all of this okay well then are we going to be the parents that are keeping them from that and so it's it's really tough especially you kind of add to the fact okay that's a conversation that's going on between parents and children in the midst of like the chaos of life there's so much Mm. going on and Mm. for parents it's like okay this is one new app that now I've got to try to figure out and what what is TikTok and all of this stuff and so as we're having this discussion, it's like, you know, I want to guard parents from guilt, you know, from this and, and mm. shame of great. This is just more evidence of how I've messed up as a parent. That's that's not it. I mean, sympathizing with the parents that it's it's hard when our kids are wanting to, you know, have this happen. And then it's also hard because, you know, <laughs> it's exhausting raising kids. And now this is one more thing you've got to try to do homework about. So yeah, are, it, you, are you going to die on this hill? Yeah. Right, because there's so many hills to die on when yes. you're raising, a, you know, a youth. Uh, so sympathy and, for me as well. Yeah, and, and like every minute, there's a new hill that's you know that that you're having to to die on. But I think the social pressure, you know, cannot be overstated. Um, but as we're trying to highlight, I mean, serious concerns, just like anything else. I mean, Kurt, I'm looking at an article which is on fightthenewdrug.org. Um, those who have listened to this podcast, I'm fairly certain we've referenced mm-hmm. fight the new drug i mean pornography being the new drug that it's talking about but <clears throat> excuse me i mean the title of the article says it all it says what you should know about porn and child predators on tiktok i mean that's that's the article right mm-hmm. um and so it says some of what we've we've already said but this is this is helpful it says at the end of last november tiktok the app formerly known as musically which i didn't know it had a a different name, uh, exploded mm-hmm. in popularity, ending 2018 as the top downloaded app for five quarters straight. It has now fallen to about number 20, but still remains extremely popular, especially among teens. So, so what's the deal with TikTok? TikTok is a video sharing social media app, which we've already shared, and it, it does cite Vine here, that it's kind of replaced you know, the once popular Vine, and it gives some of those, those stats. Um, and then it asks the question, okay, is there porn on the app? And it's, it's, you know, like everywhere else, yes. The unfortunate truth is, like most social social media apps, TikTok has been reported for a series of different issues. It was fined heavily years ago for collecting info on kids under 13, which is the minimum age, 
of the, the app, and it was temporarily banned in India and other countries because, according to reports, it exposed Indians to pornography and could expose children to sexual predators. Um, so again, it it gets into you know some of the ways in which you know there are sexual predators out there. There's pornography out there, and so again, that that's that's serious. That's something we need to highlight, and it's not being highlighted to to guilt and shame parents for you know giving their their child uh, the app. Um, but but I guess Kurt, maybe even kind of responding to that. Okay, it's kind of like I know I'm sure there's some parents that are like, okay, well look. My kids, we cannot just move to an island and get away from all of the apps and everything. Mm-hmm. And our friends are on the app. So can we just let them have the app and use it appropriately? And we're having ongoing discussions. Kind of, What are some of your thoughts on, on that, Kurt? What advice would you give? No, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look. Here... Can I just read you a paragraph from another article and yeah, as an answer to that question? A lot of people who use Instagram and her famous I'm sorry, a lot of people who use TikTok who are famous on TikTok or famous on uh, are called e-boys or e-girls, kind of like email, right? Mm-hmm. This is an article about what's an e-girl, what's an e-boy. It says, I'm talking about e-girls and e-boys, the category of hip young people whose defining qualities are that they are hot and online. And this describes lots of people, of course, but while traditional influencers take traffic in making their real lives seem as aspirational as possible, e-girls and e-boys clout comes from their digital personas. In other words, they're not amassing followers by going on vacations to St. Bart's or Santorini every other week. More likely, they're in their bedrooms alone. Hmm. Um, Now, that to me is a that's written that's a Vox media article. I don't know mm-hmm. what you think about Vox, but that is revealing to me for a lot of reasons. Um uh because what it says is that the reason that people use uh the reason that people use TikTok is because they're alone. Um and that they often use it when they are alone in order they're using it to reach out and to connect. And you know, are they gonna feel the need to do that? if that itch to connect with other people is being scratched in a more healthy and productive way. Hmm. And, you know, I think it's bad parenting and it's a bad move uh, to say, we're just not going to do this. Right. Um, Instead, what we're going to say is we're not going to do this because we're going to do this instead. We're not going to do that because we're going to do this instead. The expulsive power of a new affection. Right. Mm -hmm. And, So I think we have to ask ourselves um, if our students feel like they have to be on TikTok, why do they have to be on there, right? And is there a more healthy way in which they can engage with their peers than that? Or do they have to, right? Yeah. Um, I I remember when I would talk about Snapchat, I had a mom say to me, she she said, we are trying to fight the fight on Snapchat and we're just losing the battle. Uh, she goes, uh, my daughter, everybody in my daughter's grade is on Snapchat besides her. And so we've just given in and we're like, okay, well you can be on there. And she goes, Kurt, it's like, it's like if all of a sudden they were like, Hey, everybody's, every kindergartner has to ride their tricycle to school, no matter where you live. Right. 
and you're like, hold on, that might be dangerous. And everyone's like, okay, we're doing it. And so you're the only person whose kid is not riding their tricycle to school. And so you're mm-hmm. the weirdo. And it's just, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of qualms you have. It doesn't matter like what you care about. It's like all of a sudden these decisions get made and you just feel powerless as a parent. Yeah. Like you just can't do anything about it. And I think the first step in combating that power, power, powerlessness, tough word to say for me, obviously, is it's, it's that we the have end of the to. Day. Hmm? It's the end of the day. You're, you're getting tired. That's what it is. Yeah. We are recording on a Monday uh, late in the afternoon. But, uh, but you know, what? how do we combat that powerlessness? I think that we have to, we have to provide an alternative. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would argue that a youth group is a great alternative to that, by the way. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn, but, you know, maybe the community that we need to connect with is the community that's right there in front of us, all called uh, to put on Christ and to, uh, to set down the world, take off the world and put on Christ, Colossians 3. But hmm. uh, anyway, well, yeah, that- there's got to be... Sorry, you go ahead, John. No, well, I was saying to your point right there about you know tooting your own horn uh, to the youth group. I mean, there's a sense in which you're really not. You're just trumpeting the the institution of the local church, and it is interesting in our increasingly digital age how you're seeing so much wisdom of the institution of the church and how it offers something that the world really cannot offer, and offers a deeper, um, you know, meaning to what, what the world is trying to, to give us. Um, Kurt, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit more before we, we close this down. We've got a, a few more minutes. I did want to just highlight another article real quick. Some of this might be a little repetitive, but th- there's some some helpful things. This comes from, from an article entitled Five Things Parents Need to Know About TikTok. It's from kidmatterscounseling.com. This is from Susan Stutzman, I guess is how you'd say her name, a child therapist. I'm not reading all five of these, but just letting you know, a little bit. I mean, one thing she says is that strangers can send private messages. And so yep. being being aware of public and private accounts there that kids can receive uh, messages from complete strangers. So that's something to be aware of. Two, um, it says suggestive content abounds. It says, with, you know, as with any social media platform, there's always suggestive content mixed into the bag. With TikTok being mostly based on music and video, profanity and suggestive clothing, dancing are the most obvious sources of adult content. But the app also encourages some themes that are more mature than their 16-plus their rating would suggest. It says, for example, a popular challenge on the app is the hashtag Take It Off Challenge, which encourages users to dance to a specific song while discarding layers of clothing. This is especially concerning to see as young children are encouraged to participate in what amounts to a striptease. I mean, that's insanity that it's basically a striptease and you've got children, you know, under the age of 18. Not that it's okay to just do that when you're older than 18, but it adds a layer of severity when you're talking about the age group that's on this. Um, You've already said TikTok collects user data. And then there's also... They added like a bonus uh, number here. I know I'm not reading all five of these, but it says TikTok is going to release facial recognition features soon. So I guess that means, Kurt, that you can you know take a picture of somebody's face and you don't even know who this person is, but you can go search for them on TikTok just by this facial recognition feature. So 
as I read that article, I just thought, okay, those are some important things to highlight. Again, some concerning things parents need to be aware of, and I wanted to be sure to say those. But kind of, okay, you know, where do we go from here, Kurt? What, what's what's our advice? Uh, I mean, as you said, and we continue to make the joke that we're sounding like the old guys, but but to me, it's it's almost like you said, kind of the pros and cons. I guess I would like for somebody to make a case to me for why they should have it or why their children should be on it. And of course, yes, this is the world their children are growing up in. And if you're talking about older teens, yeah, okay, they're going to be headed off to college soon and they've got to learn how to to wrestle with some of this. And so maybe that is some of it. Like you're just going to have, you know, some of those conversations of, yeah, okay, you're going to get on this. You need to know this is all of the stuff that's out there. There's some very concerning trends, but um, you know, let's continue to have the, those conversations, something along those lines. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I throw an article to you as well? A suggestion, please. Uh, yeah. this is from September of last fall. Uh, so of 2019, but, uh, there's a great app, a great article in the New Yorker, uh, by Gia, that's J I a Tolentino. And it's called how TikTok holds our attention on the short on the popular short video app, young people are churning through images and sounds at warp speed, repurposing reality into ironic bite-sized content. And there's a lot of good stuff in this article. Um, uh, you know, that just talks about how how it, we we haven't even mentioned that all these things are designed to be addictive, right? Yeah. And how sure. we can while away our uh, valuable time, our precious time. Uh, uh, being on these apps. I know a lot of students told me that they wasted so much time. They would lay in bed in the summer and just look at vines over and over and over again. And, um, and you know, that's true of, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's true of, uh, of TikTok as well. So, yeah, but it, it should definitely be sobering alone. Okay. Yes. Highlighting the pornography, the suggestive content, mm-hmm. the, fact that uh, online predators can, you know, track down your children, those things. But then at the same time to see, okay, there are parts of the world that have banned this app and serious concerns. And so, you know, for us as believers to see, okay, yeah, even if everyone else is getting on it, and even though it's going to create this huge, you know, (laughs) uh, discussion argument in the, in the home, you know, it's, it's worth, you know, sitting your child down and saying, look, these are the, these are the reasons why we're, we're not going to have it. And, um, and you know, like for us, again, there's just so many dangers out there, especially, okay. We'd say junior high, you know, no business getting on there. You, you know, I know as they, they begin to get older in, in high school, that might be, okay, again, we're, we're going to let you have some access to this, but there's going to be some boundaries and there's going to be a lot of dialogue, something along those lines. Um, and, and again, we say this, understanding, okay, we're not there yet. I mean, I'm definitely getting there more and more with a daughter who's about to be a teenager and is already, you know, talking about smartphones and all that kind of stuff. But um, anyway, Kurt, I know we need to start wrapping this up. Is there anything else you, you want to close with? Any final words? No, I just want to read one little paragraph from this article, the New Yorker article, if I could, the part that I thought was so interesting that this author says, which is this. She wrote, I found it both freeing and disturbing to spend time on a platform that did not ask me to pretend that I was on the internet for a good reason. I was not giving TikTok my attention because I wanted to keep up with the news or because I was trying to soothe and irritate myself by looking at photos of my friends on vacation. It's a great sentence, by the way. I was giving TikTok my attention because it was serving me what would retain my attention. And it could do that because it had been designed to perform algorithmic pyrotechnics 
that were capable of making a half hour pass before I remembered to look away. Hmm. And that's why she writes for the New Yorkers because she writes like that. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, that's good. Um, but all, all the same, that that's the concern that I have, mm-hmm. um, you know, among other concerns. So, and I think that encapsulates it, uh, pretty well. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have any other thoughts. I, I wish I had like a, you know, this isn't like, like Minecraft, like people get obsessed with Minecraft, you know, and you can definitely take it too far, but at the end, like it's kids playing blocks on the computer, you know what I mean? Uh, and I can find like some redemptive and creative parts of that. This is a little bit harder for me to find. Um, this seems like pretty pervasive and rife with opportunities to be abused. And I think it's something that parents ought to know about. So, and I'm not telling you to draw your line in the sand because, you know, it's not my place to tell you to draw the line in the sand here. But I think that parents, this is yet another thing that parents have to be aware of because it's something that their children are going to face. And I'm sorry that you're raising kids in this age. My apologies to you and to you particularly John and to myself, even that we have to raise kids in this stage, it might have seemed simpler in an earlier time, but uh, but that's the way it is. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, no, it's it's definitely like you said. This is you know sobering. I know we're coming down pretty strong on this, but um, you know, hopefully, uh, this you know can open the eyes of some parents who, who might have just been clueless to some of this, and and hopefully this can uh, just result in some good conversations in the home. Uh, some honest, open conversation. So, Kurt, look, I enjoyed having this conversation. And to those listening, we will be back next week with some, some more content for you. So we hope this was beneficial for you, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, John, I'll see you next week. I know we can't use this music because it's uh, it would cost too much to have it on our uh, on our podcast. But we should have uh, introed and outroed this podcast with TikTok by Kesha, which a lot of people are going to mm-hmm. Google TikTok and they're going to get that song, which is super annoying. <laughs> <laughs> An earworm. They're going to get that instead and be like, this is a song. What? Um, so anyway, um, that's not what we're talking about. John, I hope you have a great day. Yeah, see you, man. Bye.